If you've ever wondered what it's like to be a content creator, a social media influencer, then this is the episode for you. We're talking to Liv Pearsall, who is a TikTok, YouTube sensation, several million followers, and still growing fast. Um, and you know, what is it? What is the life of a content creator like? You'll hear some of the kind of thought and hard work and strategy and drive that goes into to that job that she's now doing full-time. And we also touch on some of the mindsets, habits, how to be healthy in balance and the challenge of that. So I think a great episode for anyone who's interested or even wondering, what is it like to have a life like that? It's kind of one of these new new careers that someone you know, has been around for a little while that didn't exist uh, a while ago. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Okay, so today we have Liv Pearsall with us on the show. Thank you so much for joining us, Liv. You're so welcome. I'm happy to be here. Great. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Uh, we haven't prepped, so we're gonna we're gonna go where we go with it. The intention is to love it. Uh, yeah, have this be valuable for you. Have this be valuable for listeners, and and yeah, see where we get to. So thank you again for for coming on. How would you you're describe welcome. yourself? I guess this is, you know, you're you're in one of these roles now that so many people are like, oh, how do you do that? But yeah, for people that haven't heard of you, how would you how would you describe it? How would I describe what I do? Well, to put it simply, I am a full-time comedy content creator, uh, which means that I I make uh, and perform and write all my own kind of uh, sketches or content or lists or rankings or whatever it be um content and then i sprinkle it out onto social media um i'm on a bunch of different socials but my main one is probably tiktok and youtube um and then and and i just i do that every day every day every week every month and that is my livelihood. Wonderful. So anyone who hasn't heard yeah. of Liv, we'll put links to the to the YouTube channel and the TikTok ah. and the show notes and so on, so you can you can become a new fan. Ah. Um, Thank you. When we speak to you know young people, this is a real generalization, but it's up there. Like people, like, like what do you want to do? Like for you know for people looking on the outside, they're like, oh yeah, I'd love to be an influencer or a TikTok star or you know blah 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 blah. So it's kind of seen from the outside as like, oh, I'd love to be able to do that. Right. I'm sure right. in reality, like any job, it's got like the, the great bits and the bits that are like, oh, no, like if everyone really knew what this was like, you know, maybe you wouldn't want it or whatever, you know. Yeah. So let's talk about the kind of good bits to begin with. And, you know, the podcast is called What's Your Work? And I'm interested a little bit in kind of, you know, what you see your role as you talked about being a content creator and a comedy sketch writer and so on. But, yeah, talk us through some of the kind of, Hey, you know what? These bits really are good and I love this. And yeah, talk us through. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh man. I could talk about the pros for days because I really do love my job. Um, it's, I'm, I feel very blessed that I found it at 23 years old, you know? Um, so the pros of this is I'm my own boss, which is cool. If I don't have a piece of content for a day, you know, I, just won't have a piece of content for the day, you know, like there's no, um, hard, you know, 
deadlines or anything like that. Uh, generally, when it comes to my content, I'm my own scheduler, I'm my own, you know, writer, editor, all those things. So it's kind of nice. I get to go by my own um, schedule. As we will find out soon, that is also a con, <laughs> you know, um, being your own boss. But it's also a really, really cool um, thing that I've never experienced before. Um, and I really like it, you know, and I, I've kind of had to learn how to keep those strict deadlines with myself, you know, just as any job would be. Yeah. Um, I also just love interacting with my audience. Like, I feel like I have millions of like friends around the world, you know? Um, and I don't know another job that, that kind of has that reach, but also intimacy with the audience. Um, you know, I, I look at my analytics and I'm 75% female. My audience is mostly female. And I love that, you know, because I, I love to encourage young girls and I love to, um, interact with them. And I know what it's like to be, you know, an adolescent teenage girl, a uh, girl in her young twenties, you know? And so, um, that's been really special for me to just be able to interact with them and, and hear what they want from me and hear what they're interested in and what they like, you know, it's just, it's really special and it's, it's very intimate. Um, I think more intimate than people would, uh, guess, at least from my perspective, they, they might think that I'm just this distant, like, I don't really care about them, you know, whatever, but I really do, you know, um, I really do like my, my heart goes out to them, you mm -hmm. know, and, and the few fans here and there that have gotten to me, they'll recognize me like on the street or something like that. They're just absolute sweethearts. And I couldn't be happier to talk to them and, and get to know them and, and, and maintain that kind of relationship. Um, let's see other pros, amazing opportunities, opportunities that I would never have if I wasn't doing this. Um, I get to go to events for, um, you know, Instagram and meta, Oh, my microphone's off. Um, uh, Instagram or meta, uh, like YouTube events, YouTube shorts events, TikTok events. Um, and I always feel like I'm being wined and dined, you know, there's like free food and gorgeous views and an open bar. And I'm like, you don't have to wine and dine me. I'm already using your platform, <laughs> you know, but, um, but it's just so fun. And I get to go to, um, different premieres for movies, for film and television. Um, and those are just so fun. And there's after parties. It, it feels very lavish for somebody like me who does not live a very lavish life. You know, it's like, I, I feel like Hannah Montana, you know, who I have a normal life on the side. And then sometimes I get to go out and live my like celebrity mm. dream, you know, where I just get to have fun. Um, so those opportunities are the events and different things. It's, it's really, I, I am not used to it yet. I don't know when I'll get used to it. I kind of never want to, but <laughs> for now I, I, I feel very blessed. Yeah. Um, finally, I guess the last pro that is kind of the biggest pro in my, in my brain is, um, I like, I really get to impact people. And I, I don't say that lightly at all. Um, but it, it, it feels very special that I'm in a profession where I, I tangibly get to, um, like 
pour out love and encouragement and wisdom, wisdom, I'm not that wise, you know, but wisdom and, and advice and stuff to people on the daily. And when I think about the weight that like my words have, it, it really causes me to stop and go, you know, what, what am I going to say? What am I going to say to this 13 year old girl sitting in her room in Minnesota, uh, you know, that's watching my videos. I, I want to lift her up. I want to encourage her, you know, and, and that goes for everybody around the world, you know, um, that happens to be following me. So it feels, I feel very blessed and also a bit intimidated mm. um, that I, I get to impact people. All right. I have that impact. Now, what am I going to do with it? You know, I mean, they don't call you an influencer for nothing. Right. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about that because I got the sense even, you know, even the first few minutes of talking, there's something, at least in my sense, that's deeper than like, oh, great. I just want to be in a camera and I can do some funny stuff and people love watching my stuff, which you've just spoken to of recognizing Mm -hmm. the responsibility, let's put it that way, maybe even relishing that, like, oh, you know what, I've I've got a platform that. I can use that has consequences and I can, I can maybe, yeah. I'm, I'm, I think about how I use it. Like, and it's certainly, and as you said, mm-hmm. you want to use it in a, in, you know, in a good way to lift people up and, and, and that can be challenging. I mean, it, you know, and, and so talk, you know, can you talk a little bit about how you reflect on that or, or, and also oh, not absolutely. get in your own way. Right. Cause I could imagine also like, Oh, I can't say anything. You know, I know for me, like I get oh, very quickly. 100%. <laughs> It's very scary and something that I've I've never dealt with before is having such a wide range of people paying attention to what you have to say. Um, like something about me that really dictates a lot of who I am and a lot of the g- decisions I make are my faith. Um, I'm a Christian. I subscribe to the Christian religion, you know, and stuff like that. And everybody has an opinion on what you know, Christianity is, you know, and so, and that's just one example, you know, that is relevant, pertinent to me. Um, but it's, it's definitely been, um, I don't want to say a tightrope because that makes it sound like I'm willfully like balancing, like don't anger them, don't anger them, but it's more just, um, I can't think of the right metaphor, but it's just something that I've had to learn how to be conscious of, Mm. you know, um, and, and verbiage and, you know, like using vernacular that's going to be inclusive of everybody and, um, you know, using like not promoting hateful ideologies, which the, the good thing is, is that I was already doing that. You know, I wasn't, it's not like, oh yeah, I was such a hateful person and now I need to flip my entire personality. You know, it's like, I was already doing that. It's just, I've really like learned, um, how to. I don't know how to maintain that and how to love on everybody. And that's a really big part of my platform that I will always preach a thousand times is everybody is welcome to, to my platform. I, I do not care if you are, you know, if you share my Christian faith, if you are agnostic, atheist, if you're whatever religion, if you are any race, ethnicity, any gender, any sexuality, you know, like, if, if you're politically conservative, liberal, like everybody has a place, you know? And so how do I go about actually showing that and not just 
saying it out loud, but, but actions speak louder than words. Right. And so how do I, um, what's the word I'm looking for? How do I like foster a, a community like that where people feel safe, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's something I still work on every single day. Um, and it, it might seem really silly for me to talk about this because somebody might be going to the links that you put and looking at my content and being like, you make stupid sketches, (laughs) you know, like, why are you talking about these big, you know, whatever ideas when you just make silly sketches, but uh, you got to believe me that it's the foundation of every single thing that I make, you know? Well, it's very easy to make silly sketches, silly sketches that are hurtful. Right or or, or a kind of not not inclusive in that way or not intended to be. And of Absolutely, course, we can't control everyone's reactions, but you've got a, clearly a very strong stated intent of, hey, this is what I'm about. Maybe you don't always get it right. I, you know, not not don't know that, but absolutely. And I've I've seen, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. And I've seen comedy like over the years drift more and more like discriminatory and you know, degrading of people and, and just relying. It's, it's an easy win is what it is. It's an easy W to just make fun of some fill in the blank person, people group, whatever. And, and comedians just get away with it, you know? And I, and I kind of want to help turn that tide a little bit. And maybe that's putting a little bit too much, um, like credit to me, like responsibility on my shoulders. It's like, okay, I'm just a little, content creator in Los Angeles, you know, but, but I think every person counts. And I think that I am just going to keep growing and keep doing what I love yeah. and what I can. Yeah. And I, and I think for me, that's kind of not to try and be like trying to, trying to be too heavy in the conversation, right? You've got, you've got a platform, you're being thoughtful mm-hmm. about how you're using it. You've got an intent that it has a positive effect on people in the world right that's it like you're not saying you're perfect you're not saying like no one should you know it's just like this is what i'm you're up to right it's not even pretending like oh i've got i've I've definitely messed up right (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'll be the first to tell you that i am not perfect by any means and and of course not why should you be like i'm not either and, and people aren't so um when you when you first started like i'm interested in the transition from I don't know. I'm making up a story like, oh, this is a kind of some fun. I'm just doing, obviously I'm not doing full time. And then, and then somehow like getting some traction, like, can you talk a little bit through that, that sort of moment when you realized, Hey, there's something changing here. This has gone from something I was just doing because I was doing it to, Oh, I want to, I want to do this. It's like my origin story, my villain origin story. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I started like a lot of people um, during the pandemic, beginning of the pandemic. It was April of 2020. Um, I wasn't trying to do anything. I wasn't trying to be a content creator. I wasn't trying to, you know, go viral. I mean, everybody says they're not trying to go viral, but they kind of are, you know. Um, I was just making videos for my friends because that's my personality, you know, as I, I like making videos. And I had one video where it was a voiceovered comedic like sketch where I was just telling a story from my childhood. Um, and I posted it before I went to bed and I woke up the next morning and I had like 5 million views. Um, and I was like, Whoa. And you ask about that moment. You ask about, um, what was the moment that you were like, something's changing here. And you got to believe me. I kid you not. When this video went viral, I remember 
viral, 5 million views, whatever. Um, <laughs> when it, you know, when it blew up, I remember thinking to myself, okay, if I want to do something with this, I need to do it right now, you know? Hmm. Um, and I even, I even said that to, um, my mom. <laughs> so you could ask my mom. She'll be like, that's right. She said it. <laughs> um, and so I was like, all right. I've seen people like, um, Liza Koshy, if you know who that is, YouTuber. Okay. Well, she is a YouTuber from 2016 or whatever. And she started by making silly videos on Vine. And now she's like interviewing celebrities at the Met Gala, like, and Quinta Brunson, who started making videos online and then moved over to BuzzFeed. And now she's the showrunner and lead actress and lead producer of her own show, Abbott Elementary. You know, it's like, it's possible for people to go from the internet into big comedy, you know? And so I literally remember thinking to myself after this video went viral, like two and a half years ago, I can do this, <laughs> you know, like let's, let's make it happen. I wasn't stupid and I didn't like quit my job that day or something because that would be dumb. I actually only quit my job two months ago. Um, and I could have quit it a lot earlier, but I like the stability and the income, <laughs> you know? Um, but I just, I kind of mentally put my head down and was like, I'm going to see what I can do with this because I think I'm a smart, creative person. And if anybody can do it, I feel like I can do it, <laughs> you know? And so I kept making videos. I kept making experiments, you know, I kind of would, um, try a certain style of video for a while and intersperse them with other videos, see what's working, look at my analytics. Um, I have my degree in math. Um, in data analytics. So it's actually right here <laughs> for proof. Um, but I, I really enjoy looking at my analytics and seeing what can be improved and seeing what's successful and stuff like that. And so I just kept doing that, kept doing that, kept doing that. Um, and now I'm at 3.6 uh, million followers, you know, almost seven. I think I'll hit seven, like in a couple of days. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you. So that's my origin story. It just, I just did it for my friends and then it happened. And then I was like, let's try and do some things. I could get into the minutia with you if you wanted, you know, of different series that really blew up, but that's the overarching. Yeah. I'm, I'm more kind of into the qualities and the, you know, cause again, listening to you, there's, there's sort of drive and thoughtfulness and, I'm reaching for the right word. It's a kind of a, maybe a d determinist, like, a det you know, like, hey, I'm, I'm recognizing there's an opportunity here. Like, as you say, smart, mm -hmm. switched on. And a, I guess maybe just a sense like, hey, there's something I can really do here. That was already there. And then it's like, you know what? Okay, this is, this is a moment to see if there's something that yeah. I can really make of this. And, and then, yeah. then working hard on it. I don't know if that's the right word, but it feels like, you know, applying yourself to, okay, I'm not just going to do some stuff and, you know, hope, like I'm going to apply myself mm -hmm. and look at the analytics and be able to read them, obviously, with the master. I've got a master's degree as well, by the way. So that's a little interesting yeah. point of connection. <laughs> no, it's definitely, it's definitely hard work. It definitely has not been two years of coasting. Yeah. It's been two and a half years of, of every, you know, off chance that I get from my actual job, like, making and or preparing or posting or whatever 
content, which it, it helps that I love it. It helps that I think it's really fun, but yeah. it's definitely work, you know? Um, Has there ever been a time where, you know, you've looked at the analytics and you're like, you know, you tried something, you're like experimenting, like, mm, I'm not really sure about that. And the analytics are like giving you like, yeah, you need to do more of these, right? People like them. And then you've gone, you know what? I don't like them. I mean, it's not like, cause it, what? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Something that I live by or I preach <laughs> kind of is I think a really successful kind of, um, percentage breakdown of content is going to be 20% what you love, the creator, or I guess what I'll say, what I love, yeah. 20% something that I'm really passionate about. Then 20% what the audience is really passionate about. And then the other 60% should fall somewhere in both, mm. you know, because that's the only way it'll be sustainable. So it's like a big Venn diagram, mm. right? Where it's going to be sustainable for me if I'm making things that I really do love. And, and they're totally sketches that I've made where I'm like, this is hilarious. I love this. This is going to go viral. And then it flops, you know? And it's just because, well, there's, I mean, it's different for everyone. There's no reason, but I personally loved making it and that's sustainable for me. And then there's also content that I know my audience loves, but maybe it's not my favorite to make. And there's a, there's a level of kind of almost servitude in that where I kind of, I want to say, I love my audience so much that I'm going to continue making this content for them, even though it might not be what I'm as passionate about right now, you know? Yeah. And so that's also sustainable for them and also keeps them coming back and keeps bringing people in. But then the other 60% should be something that I love and they love, you know, like it seems really obvious kind of, but that's the way that you won't die out as a creator and you won't lose your audience, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so yes, there's definitely been many things that I've posted that I really wanted to do well and just flopped entirely, you know, but, but I don't regret making those videos. If I learned something and I had fun making it, or I like stretched myself in making it. That's not wasted time. Right. It's not time lost. You know, I'm, I'm also interested in the reverse way around where you made something that really did blow up or you got a sense of like, yeah. Oh wow. If I do more of these, that's going to get more traction. And that you maybe pulled back from like, you know what, actually, I don't want to, I don't want to build the whole thing around that. That's not, you know? Yeah. I, yeah, I, that's definitely happened to me. Not as much as you might think. I think there are a lot of creators that wrestle with that. And I, I just by virtue of the fact that I'm very intentional about the content that I put out, I don't really put out anything that I'm like, I don't like this. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but there have been some things that will do unexpectedly very well. And I'm like, I did not see that coming. And it would be really wise for me to double down on this and really get those followers. Um, but if it doesn't really like stand by my mission, kind of, I guess that's what I'll call it. My yeah. mission, yeah. you know, um, it's not worth it to me because I know I have a, a secure enough foundation at this point that I don't need to kind of fault, like sell, sell parts of myself that I'm not willing to give yeah. up. 
You know what I mean? Like, it's not, I, I used to fear, I was like, I'm going to lose my entire platform tomorrow if I don't post a video today. It's like, no, it's actually not that fickle, you know, which it also is really fickle, but, but in this regard, it's not worth it to me to give up something that I, that I either believe in or, or a video that I I don't really like, you know? Um, but every day is a, a new decision. Every piece of content is a new decision of what I'm going to do. So, so let's talk a little bit about the security side of it, because I'm imagining, and this is me totally projecting, but that it could feel quite insecure kind of, Hey, I'm posting this stuff. What if nobody's, you know, (laughs) tomorrow no one's watching. And then like, what do I, what? Yeah, totally. you know, we talked about lots of the upsides. I don't know if that features in some of the downsides or not, but again, how do you, how do you relate to that? Yeah, that's definitely to me, the, probably the biggest downside and the biggest reason that I do want to break out of social media. Um, I don't want to be a social media content creator for the rest of my life, you know, um, namely just because I, I need that stability. Um, there's something about, going to a nine to five and like working a salaried job that, you know, you, you go to bed and you can leave your work at work and you can go home and be home. And I have been trying to learn how to do that, but it's very different. There's kind of, especially when you're your own boss, you can't really ever put it down. And also just the way that our brains are wired as creators, like you're always thinking of the next, um, the next video, the next idea. If you see something on the street that inspires you, you have to write it down in that moment, you know? And so I'd say a, a big con for me is I would love to be able to put it down and I would love to have some security financially because I don't get a consistent paycheck every pay period. And like, and regardless of what I got done in those two weeks, um, I'll, you know, oh, are you there? Yeah, I'm still, I'm still <laughs> are you good? Oh, okay, cool. Um, you know, regardless of what I've done in those two weeks, I'm going to get paid. You know, that's not the way that it is. And so I, I definitely, I would love to break into entertainment, uh, film and television and get some more of that security, that stability. Um, being a content creator is really fun. And maybe there's some people out there or there definitely are some people out there that would actually prefer that because it's going to drive them. It's going to give them that, like the fear, you know, to really make stuff right. happen. Um, but for me, it's, it's not so much for me. I really like being a content creator, but I'm using it more as a vehicle to take me into um, bigger comedy. Great. So let's imagine, and, and I don't yeah. think we have any LA producers listening to the show yet, but let's imagine you've got some, networks or producers listening to the show like what would be the dream for you like they ring you up off this go hey Liv look how about oh my gosh well my goodness gracious I would love the dream the absolute dream if I could do anything was I would love to be a writer and an actor um on the same show um I think there's something really special about when the cast of a show are also in the writer's room um, but I recognize that I'm probably not there yet. I need to write more specs. I need to, I need to get my name out there more. Um, but the tide is kind of changing. Um, social media is kind of like a resume 
at this point, you know, like my, I'm trying to build my YouTube, like a resume. So if anybody's listening, go watch my YouTube sketches, <laughs> um, working on building those right now. Um, but I would love to have my hand in both acting and writing. Um, I'm kind of, I mean, I don't want to call myself like a two trick pony where I'm like good at two things or I can do both because maybe I just, maybe I suck at both and that's the way that it is. But I, I, I want to learn. The only thing that I know for certain is that I want to work in mm -hmm. comedy. Um, I personally, right now I'm really passionate about comedy television, uh, series. I'm, you know, working on my own pilot and I'm, you know, specking different like shows that I really love, you know, and things like that. Um, so if anybody's listening and they want to receive my specs, email me, <laughs> you know? Um, but the absolute dream would be to just work in comedy for the rest of my life, mm. you know? And obviously everybody and their mother says this, but I'm such a fan of Saturday Night Live, um, in New York, you know, and they just have a really interesting machine going on over there and they like I, I i think they're entering an era where they have some really important decisions to make about the future of saturday night live um you know are they gonna are they gonna die out when when kate mckinnon and Pete davidson and all them are gone are they gonna die out when lauren michaels eventually has to step down you know and who's the future is please don't destroy the future of Saturday Night Live. Sorry. I'm really passionate about Saturday Night Live. <laughs> um, you know, and so uh, another dream of mine would be to either write or just work in the machine in a cog in the system mm. of Saturday Night Live. Um, but yeah, comedy. I just want to make people laugh for the rest of my life. Um, and I, I think I have a gift for writing and I think, as my friend Dan Meyer said to me, if somebody has a gift for writing comedy, it is a crime for them to not use it. And so I want to use it. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. and you are. You, you talked about learning. And so I'm curious about what are you seeing as your edges of like, yes, I really, even if I could get better at this or develop in this area, like that feels like the next step for me. What do you, what do you sense is kind of at your edge at the moment? Mm. What's my edge? What puts me over the edge? I think I definitely have a finger on the pulse of pop culture and young people. And I think that's something where I'm not going to say a lot, but a lot, you know, of current comedy writers. Um, if they're not valuing TikTok, they're not valuing young people because that's where young people are residing right now. And so I definitely think that that is a strength that I have um, because I'm a young person, I'm 23. And so I, you know, I am close enough to slash in that generation. I consider myself Gen Z, you know, um, where I understand those things, but I also am of like employable age, you know, I'm not in high school. Um, and so I think that's one of my bigger assets is that I understand youth culture you know and maybe that's putting too much respect on my name like maybe there's going to be some 15 year old listening to me being like no you don't <laughs> you know but I think but I definitely think I understand a little bit more than the seasoned comedy right. writers that are very smart and and quick and witty 
but they don't have that edge. Um, and that quick wittiness and that comedy writing is what I'm learning. And I feel like if I could partner with, um, a more seasoned veteran in the comedy writing world, I, I think we could both really benefit from each right. other and I would learn and, and they would learn. And so talk more about that. Bit. What, I don't what, know. What's the, what's the yeah. bit you're feeling like you don't have as developed as you would like, or you're hoping to like, what's the bit that's you're moving into? I just, um, definitely just <laughs> comedy writing. <laughs> like I just need to practice. It's, it's a muscle. You don't dive in a pool into a pool. If you've never learned how to swim, you know, without a life jacket, you know, you'll drown. <laughs> so I don't want to dive into the comedy writing sphere without actually putting out a ton of successful scripts or not even successful scripts, but like complete yeah. scripts, you know? Um, and I, I totally want to recognize that I have not done enough work to warrant me. Like I'm going to go be a showrunner. I'm going to go, be a producer. I'm not there yet, you know, and I need to put in the work and it wouldn't be fair to all those young writers and young actors that are putting in the work. If this social media girl just passed them all by, right. you know? And so, um, I'm, I'm trying to put in the work right now. I, d I didn't go to school for film or television or writing or anything like that. I went to school for math. And so I'm trying to put in the work right now and, and read books and listen to podcasts, oh, podcasts, you know, and, you know, watch, you know, videos and, and go to events and stuff like that. Like I'm doing that work right now just to learn about the industry, about how to write. I'm learning about, you know, story arcs and outlines and comedy theory, comedy science, what makes something funny, yeah. you know, which incidentally I think is the most interesting thing in the world. I think it's amazing. And I want to write a book on it someday, <laughs> you know, but, um, yeah, I you say what do you have to learn? I have everything to learn. <laughs> you know, I I have the whole world of comedy to learn still. Um and I'm excited to learn it. The one you thing know? I want to call out for people listening that you do brilliantly and I you know I love, I love noticing people's brilliance is using the word yet oh. and using the word still, right? It's a very powerful word. Like mm -hmm. I'm not there yet. And it does something really powerful in our brains of like, yeah, it becomes possible. I'm like, oh yeah, but you're you're heading that way, right? It's a very powerful yeah. framing, and, and you do that brilliantly. So I just want to look. Oh, wow. thank you. I didn't even realize I I speak like yeah, that, it's... but I do believe that. <laughs> I do believe I'm going to get to those places. I I can. I think I personally can recognize my own potential where I'm like, I, I am going to make this happen. If I want to make this happen, I can make it happen, you know? Yeah. Um, the interesting thing is you can use the word yet, whether you believe or not. And I get that you do believe, but even if I didn't believe, like I could say, yeah, I'm not a great comedy writer yet, right? Maybe I never will be, but it's also true that I'm not one yet, right? It create, but it, yeah. And in that yeah. yet, it creates the possibility. So for people that are thinking, oh, maybe, maybe they don't have, I don't know, maybe call it confidence maybe it is confidence that you've got but the the self-belief yet they yeah. can start using yeah. yet as a way to open their brain to oh well maybe that's possible maybe it's not but it's possible i love that yeah. i love that i haven't heard that so i'm gonna yeah. start using that more well, you, you, i think you're using it great already but great <laughs> well i'm not the president of the united states yeah. There you go. There you go. You heard it here first. This opportunity awaits. So what about, so you talked about maybe the technical side of like, I've got the whole world of comedy, very respectful about, look, this isn't just 
hey, turn up and be funny. There's a whole art and story and skill involved in being funny and humor and, and clearly right. passionate about that. What about from a, a personal side, like, I don't know, are there particular qualities or areas of yourself that you can also see, you know what, this is something I'm working on as a professional I don't know, hmm. you talk about self-discipline or maybe you can talk a little bit about letting go of work or kind of what, what other things can you see that might be a, yeah, if I, I, I could develop in that area, that's going to help me. Yeah, definitely kind of touching on things that I, I mentioned before, but, but that balance, I need to learn how to be a healthy human being that takes care of all aspects of my life because Clearly, I'm very, um, you know, driven and focused on my career and definitely at a fault. I'm, I'm too focused on my career. And I need to also prioritize my own physical health, mental health, emotional relationships, you know, relational health, you know, those different areas. And lots of times I will forsake putting in that work because I'll be like, oh, I'd rather work on the next piece of content, the next video, mm. you know? Um, and so that's something I, I personally need to work on and I need to work on it soon because if I don't figure it out now, I'll burn out, right. you know, I'll, I will flounder, you know? Um, mm. uh, also just time management being my own boss. And it's not so much, you need to work harder. It's I, I need to learn when to take a break mm. and, um, have the night off and and go home to my family and i mean i don't have like a family but um out here i mean mm. you know but the idea of going home from work and leaving it at the door you know um i need to get better at that um i do in some regards need to get better at maintaining deadlines um i'm currently trying to put out a long form youtube video every uh wednesday and that is daunting <laughs> because I put a lot of work into my YouTube videos and I don't think I can do one every single week, <laughs> but I, I need to stick to it because I said I would do it. So, right. um, so yeah, uh, those, those are all areas that I can easily improve in. And, and I think will definitely affect my longevity, Right. you know, um, again, not time lost, not time wasted for me to prioritize myself. You know, mm. so I'd love to share a phrase which is kind of or a question that's coming up in my mind for you, which is mm -hmm. when you were talking about maybe the intensity or the kind of you know I'm putting putting all this energy and attention on work, and so the words that came were, "How much is enough?" Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I think. My, the selfish side of, of my life wants to say, when I finally make it, then it'll be enough. Mm -hmm. But you just know that you know, enough is never enough. Once you make it to that place that you're dreaming of, there's always something new that you're dreaming of past that, you know, and that's why we're never satisfied as human beings. We need to learn to be content where we are, mm -hmm. you know, um, and so I, I find my personal comfort in what is enough, what, like, when will be enough in my faith, you know, and, and that, that brings me a lot of contentment in like, when is it going to be enough? Well, it's never going to be enough. So I, I need to 
you know, focus on what really matters, you know, which is, you know, that groundedness, that mindfulness, um, you know, and, and, and my beliefs and stuff like that. But that's definitely something that I need to grow in because my, my natural bent is to always keep striving be like, once I get there, I'll be good. You know, like then I'll be happy. Then I'll, then I'll stop grinding, you know, which is not true. So just, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking, I think back when to, I first started my business, which was 20, 20 plus years ago now. And I, mm-hmm. I was fully committed. Like I would just do whatever it took. Like that was my, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, that I can draw on that power. Like I, I know I've got a lot of perseverance and drive mm-hmm. and I'll just do whatever it takes and I'll keep going on with the next person and try and try and you know, build a business that way. And it was quote successful as a strategy other than I got exhausted. Right. Like it took five years, mm. but then after five years, I was like, oh, I don't know, you know, something I loved, I just didn't want to do anymore because I just I'd given so much to it and mm-hmm. almost kind of fell out of love with something that I loved, but then couldn't let go of it because I was like, I put mm-hmm. all this effort into it and kind of so that that balance that you talk about, not only for your personal well being, but just even just from a professional perspective of how do I keep in a good relationship with my work? It kind of yeah. it's like you know, if it's okay to say, I hear you saying the words, like, and they, they, and and there's part of me is like, mm, are you really listening to what you're saying at the same time? And then I'm not. There's no criticism. It's just mm. this, this is hard to get when when you know you're yeah. in the prime of going up and like, if I can do more, if I could, you know, this kind of okay, temptation. If I just do a little bit more, that's going to make the difference. And at the same time, if I keep doing that, I'm not going to have a life left. Totally, totally. I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> and it's not, you know, that's not to say it's easy either, right? I can say the words. doesn't mean I, you know, I, I slipped back into that a few years ago of suddenly finding myself like I'm working crazily. And I, it's not that I don't love the work, but mm-hmm. it's, it's like this isn't sustainable for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's that's important to me is I, I want it to be sustainable. I want it to have longevity. And if I'm not making those decisions, those wise decisions right now, it won't be. So let no. me, can I put you on the spot? Okay. So what's one thing that you could change that would help you have it be more sustainable? Like what can you, what can you see Ooh. that might support you? I think, hmm. I think if I committed and this, this might seem a bit silly, but I think it's real is, um, for my own physical health. If I think there's something really powerful about working out and it helps your like mental well being as well. I think if I got into a, a really regimented, uh, regimented, yeah. regimented, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, like workout routine. Um, I, I think, you know, while you're working out, you physically can't work on work, you know? And so I think, um, that would also be helpful for my own mental health. So I think that that would be, if I got into kind of a, a routine that would be helpful for my physical well being, but then also caused me to take pause and actually like just take a break. Mm-hmm for a second plus endorphins you know and getting the body moving it's really good um i think routine is very good for me so if i kind of got a a consistent cycle of oh every every other day at you know before i 
start my work or, or after or something like that, you know, I think that would be a good step. Great. So it doesn't sound right silly now. at all. It sounds brilliant as a kind of, Hey, this is like, this, <laughs> this is what I would know would work for me. Right. And it forces me to take a step back and decompress and yeah, all the benefits that we know yeah. of, of, of doing that. And so with my coaching hat on, like when, when would you do it? Like, so you said every other day, like what, when, when would you do it? Every other day, mid uh, morning. Mm. Be like, yeah, be like ten a.m., eleven a.m. Is there a particular yeah. exercise type that you like? Are you a kind of hey, I want to go to the gym, or I go for a run, or I'd swim, or like what's? Yeah, probably the gym. Um, but they also have great treadmills in my apartment complex's gym, so <laughs> I would probably go and like i find that like walking three miles is better for me than running one you know kilometer Uh, you know um but yeah i'd go to the gym and i've been trying to do that more anyway you know so it'd be an easy transition so anything that we haven't covered in this conversation that you think yeah, it could be interesting. We're like, hmm, how come you haven't asked me about this? Or anything hmm. you want to ask me also is kind of open. I mean, oh, I think, I mean, I've, I've already covered like kind of the big, you know, what I want to do in my future, what I've done in my past, what I'm thankful for. Like you really, you hit the nail on the head with a lot of, um, those big ideas. And I really appreciate that by the way. So thank you. Um, yeah, I think you covered kind of everything that I was looking to share, you know, and, and anything else that people are wondering about me, they could probably find it online. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so yeah, much. My pleasure. So how have you found the conversation? It's been fun. I love talking about, me, <laughs> you know, and then uh, I'm a narcissist. No, <laughs> um, I enjoy talking about, uh, you know, what I'm passionate about, as does everybody, hmm. you know, and, and what I believe in. And, and it's it's there. It's a good grounding kind of and a reminder. <clears throat> sorry. It's a good reminder of why I do what I do and how blessed I am that I get to do it, you know, Um so yeah, the conversation's been lovely. And anything, and not that we've kind of covered any kind of dramatic ground, but anything maybe that struck you from it of like, hmm, yeah, listening to myself talk about that, that's kind of maybe reframe. Mm. I really like I really liked what you had to say about the word yet, <laughs> you know, and, and still and and the things that I'm learning and and it definitely encouraged me personally of, oh wow, I didn't realize I I do believe I'm going to get there. You know, and and if I put in the work, I I wholeheartedly, you know, believe in my bones that I can do this. You know, and so that was very encouraging to me to hear. Wonderful. Well, look, so happy to have yeah. had this time with you, and and yeah, every good wish for your continued work and success. And and thank yeah, you. Yeah, let's you know watch this space, I guess, as as your uh, work continues. And yeah, I'm really touched by just the the maybe the dedication that's behind the scenes as it were and really, really building a a real career out of this. So 
thank you so much. Beth. Thank you so much. That that means a lot. Thank you. Yeah. I'm excited to hear. I'm excited to. I'll give it a little listen. I know I just said all of the things that I'll hear, but I'll definitely go find you guys and listen. To Thank you so too. much. Wonderful. Yeah. So reflecting on my conversation with Liv, uh, I've come away being you know, really inspired by her. I think the commitment to you know, her work ethic, her commitment to learning and growing, the use of the word yet, that, that mindset around, oh, I'm not there yet, so powerful. And it sounds like innate, like it wasn't even like a deliberate practice for her. That was something that, that's come into her language through her self-belief. Right? And, and I can't wait that believing her, like she's, you know, it's one of those um, qualities that I think she exudes and you can see in people when they're really into something, really committed to it, um, prepared to do what it takes and being open to learning, not thinking they deserve everything right now. It's a really powerful combination. And I, I think that comes across you know, from Liv. And I'm also struck by the degree of you know, the success that she's had and several million followers. And for her, that's a signal not to kick back and go, hey, this is great. I made it. It's a, and you can hear like lots of good things happening in her life, but that's a kind of signal to her, hey, I can commit to this full time, give up my job and really invest in myself to get to the next stage and next stage and next stage. So I think, I think there's a lot to take away in terms of, in terms of that as a, as a signal, like what do we pay attention to? And also that question about, you know, what's enough? How do we find the right balance knowing, as she said, like there's never enough. And so that's just how our minds are wired. And so given, given that, how do we find the right balance and say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I've done enough for today or I'm enough for today and have that in our routines now before we get even more overwhelmed, busier. That's my own reflection is life tends to get more complicated, not less. So unless we make these choices now, it becomes harder and harder to do. So as always, hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode. Love to hear your comments, questions. See you on the next one. Thank you. Thank you.